Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. I'm here with one of the doyens of Australian motorsport, that being in the engineering department, Ken Douglas, who I've known the best part of 20 years. Ken, um, when we first met, you were Motec and part of technical director? Um, oh, more of a management role. Okay, uh, managing director, CEO. Right. That's, that sort of thing, yeah. Okay, um, and of course, Motec played an enormously important part in the development of Australia as a motorsporting entity. Um, and Motec and Richard Bendel um, put this country on a path that meant we were being noticed by people. Yeah, well, Richard had the vision to build world-class electronics. He got involved with some good technical guys, um, Alan Hines, Tony Whitford, and created a product that genuinely was world-class. And uh, my role, I came along a little bit after that, but it was more to take the, uh, such a good product and then get it out there so it was putting a bit of a structure behind it uh, I also did some of the programming for the analysis interpreter software uh, you, you sort of wore a lot of hats in those days because that led you in a direction though didn't it uh, yes yeah uh, I'd always race myself and uh, yep. joining up computers with um, uh, motorsport was obvious to me so I just applied it in a way that helped me win races uh, either driving in the early days or on a technical side later on. You were in fact one of the kings of production racing in the days of Holdens and Falcons. Uh, I don't think I was ever formally crowned. Oh okay all right but you were certainly dominant all right. Well I was there. Yeah yeah I okay. Was there. Humility is just overwhelming at the moment but anyway um, one of the things I find fascinating about your history and having spoken to you on a number of occasions was that your Formula Ford experience and Gemini racing experience at Calder with mm -hmm. one Frank Gardner. Oh, yes. And yep. Frank had said, you need to do this course, Ken, if you want to have a career in motorsport. Now, you had a different idea of what that career was going to be to what he had. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I was plagued with confidence and... Uh, <laughs> And Frank probably knew a little bit more than I knew, and as it turned out, he did. Um, but uh, back in those days, you would do a lesson with Frank Gardner, who was, you know, a legend, um, for twenty dollars. And I did seventeen of them. So for three hundred and forty dollars, I basically got a career out of it because it taught me how to, uh, well, certainly drive, but a lot of the fundamentals of motorsport. And that sort of underpinned everything I've done since. If you have someone that knows what they're doing, point you in a direction, and you choose not to listen, you okay. may need to have a look at yourself. <laughs> All right. Now, you made the big jump from Motec um, to a new direction in your career, mm. where you actually had your own business cards. Yes, yes. So, well, Motec, uh, I left there and went to Stone Brothers. Yep. But... Uh, concurrent or at the same time I'd always had it, been doing some of my own software um, but the Stone Brothers thing was pretty much full time so that took precedence obviously Yeah, now and of course it's in that guise that you've been working some 10-12 years with Audi and MPC in Australia Yes, yeah, so uh, the guys at MPC do a brilliant job uh, providing customer cars and factory cars um, and they're good to work with. They're nice people. They're well organised. They're, you know, they're trying to do the right thing. They do the right thing, and they're just people you want to be involved with. Yeah. Okay. Um, now you've also been not only involved in Australia, but um, you've had um, European adventures. Yes. Yeah, so um, uh, with the MPC connection, that led to Audi, 
and then some of the Audi-related teams. So I've uh, been fortunate enough to do the Intercontinental GT, Nürburgring 24, Spa 24, um, Kyle Army, Laguna Seca, Indianapolis for the last few years, and that's been good. Um, a lot of the stuff you learn in supercars actually applies to oh, those races. Okay. Some of it just doesn't, oh, okay. but some of it... Without being specific about what sort of parts that apply... Uh, well, there's the software uh, to start with, which basically paints a picture for you of the race. And which which gives you the palette on which you can look to see where the opportunities are. Yeah, you really want to know what's happening in the race now, yep. not next Wednesday when you do the analysis. Yes. Because uh, it's more useful that way. Yep. Um, but the thing that supercars gives you is uh, flexibility and reactivity uh, because things happen and you just have to do... You have to make tactical and strategic decisions on the fly. Yep. And the people that are good at that, and there are quite a few up and down pit lane, uh, that's a skill and it translates. Yeah, yeah. There are people who I know that I can go and stand next to and they'll tell me what's happening in a race yeah. versus a lot of other people who go, oh, that could happen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's a little bit um, you know, things you learn in supercars, but it's probably more of an attitude. Um, a lot of the European races, they're, they're not, uh, formulaic's not the right word, but they are more structured in terms of how the race plays out, and here you've just got to make it up as you go along. It's, yeah. it's situational, you know, where are we, what are we doing, what's the other guys doing. Were you involved in the 24-hour races here? Uh, uh, sorry, this one the 24 here. hours at Bathurst? Uh, yes, as a driver. Yep, okay. Um, in a production car, um, but not really uh, uh, strategically. Okay. All right, so with the 12 hours, though, you have been virtually... Oh. Yeah, uh, so t- three or four times as a driver, but, yeah, in yeah. the last decade, it's okay. purely on strategy. All right, now, now your driver's helmet's hanging up, hum, hung up now. Uh, in fact, it's been sold. It's been sold, right. Give okay. it away. So now, now you're heading over to Le Mans without the intention of getting into the car, hmm. um, and you'll sit there in the Audi, or no... WRT. So WRT. Belgian racing team. Right, okay. Yeah. And they run how many cars? Uh, Well, normally two LMP2 cars, and the intention is for them to move up to hypercar to the top level of uh, world endurance, WEC racing. Right, okay. Uh, But for Le Mans, they're running three. Okay. Uh, And uh, any names of drivers you can give us? uh, Yeah, so all the uh, standard ones, uh, Rene Rass, Robin Frines, Sean Glale. uh, Guys who would normally be here, in fact... As yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah, okay. Part of the Audi roster normally. Yep. Uh, okay. But yeah. So Audi is a team that you've been fairly closely associated with. Do they have some outstanding things, a way in which they go about doing things? Uh, yeah, look, there's deep analysis that goes into it. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into building the cars in the first place, which I'm not exposed to, but they're very good cars and that just didn't happen by accident. Yep. Uh, but then they come to the race meetings and they're well prepared. Uh, well structured and uh, yeah, going to war is a bit of a metaphor it's a bit overused but if you want to have a successful campaign you need to plan and you need to be prepared and they are. And Troy Russell and the MPC team sort of epitomise that sort of? Yeah very much so um, they've got not just the uh, logistical side of getting the cars, the people and everything here um, and, you know, and as with anything a 99% success rate doesn't cut it. You forget to bring something, yes. and the car stays in the garage. Yeah. Um, 
but they've also they're staffed it with very good people um, in terms of how they get on, but also in terms of their competence. And you know, without that, you don't go racing. Okay. Um, are you involved in the TCR program as well? No, no, I haven't been. It's the budget size that restricts things. Um, it's pr- probably my main interest at the moment is the strategy side of things gotcha. and the shorter races that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, strategy is plus or minus where you qualify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed. Um, All right, um, so this year, what are the number of races you'll be doing then? Uh, so I did three at the start of the year with uh, Premier Racing in supercars just as a fill-in race engineer yep. on Chris Pither's car. Uh, and that was only, only ever going to be three races because uh, I've got a full season. Three events. Uh, three events, yes. Yeah, yeah however many races. Um, uh, but I've got a full season in WEC, so that's so far that's been Sebring and Spa, six hour last weekend. Yep. And then Le Mans in two, three weeks. Uh, so I've got that. Um, <clears throat> the Intercontinental GT with Audi, of which this is a race. Uh, so, and Nürburgring 24, which isn't part of it, but is GT3, and that's next week. Yep. And then Triple um, Eight uh, uh, involved with them on the endurance side, which has shrunk down to just Bathurst, but that's yes. still well, worth being involved in. Yep. Um, How many years have you been with Triple Eight for that? Uh, 2010 was my first year with them. Right. Okay. So they've had a bit of success there. So you've enjoyed the. Uh, well, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I'll, I'll take it and put it on the resume, but yeah. uh, my experience there is probably, uh, uh, you know, it's certainly long, but in terms of the depth compared to what a lot of the other people there do, you know, it's pretty shallow. I do the endurance races and a few other things, but um, yeah, nice to be involved. They are aid graders and you learn just by being, yeah. being a part of them. Yeah, being organised is a part of that effect. And I've also found they're much better people to race with than, that, than they are to race it's against. against. <laughs> Well, that's a very good note on which to end. Thank you very much, Ken Douglas. We look forward to catching up with you um, in the weeks to come and maybe a post-Le Mans uh, comment or two. I'd be appreciated. My pleasure. Thank you. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.